0: Hi, welcome to the She Built It Experience with Melanie. You're here because you want to scale and grow your business, master business strategy, and learn about new tech innovation. Join me and my inspiring guests as we dive into the topic of how, how to create, build, scale, and operate the business of your dreams. In addition to being an entrepreneur, I'm also a twin mom and optimist who loves empowering you to experience the life that you crave. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So grab a coffee or cocktail, get comfy, and let's dive in. I am thrilled to be chatting with Natasha Myers. She is a recruiter and the founder of PeopleTree, a full-service recruitment company based in Nevada. Natasha, please tell us who you are and about the leaps that you've made throughout your career prior to launching PeopleTree.
1: Melanie, thank you so much for having me on. So, yes, as you mentioned, I am a recruiter and I started my company back in 2018 prior to launching People Tree, I would say one of the biggest leaps was right after college. I wanted to be a realtor in Los Angeles. So I called all the realtors that I could find and tried to get someone to give me a job. I managed to get an interview and actually to drive out the next day from Arizona to LA with very short notice. And the realtor who gave me the interview tried to cancel on me last minute. And I told him, I'm going to sit in your office until you have time. I love that. (laughs) It was great. I got the job. I would say definitely was the biggest leap prior to PeopleTree.
0: And were you in recruiting prior to launching PeopleTree?
1: I was. I worked for an agency for a while. And then I worked in-house for a consulting company specializing in tech. So tech has always been my main core. I do now work outside of just tech, but it's always been my passion. I love working with software engineers and developers.
0: Can you tell us about People Tree and what gave you the courage to launch it? And then tell us about what you do at People Tree.
1: Absolutely. After building and growing other people's businesses, I realized that the only thing stopping me from starting my own business was the courage to do it. It wasn't anything to do with my day to day work or if I was capable of it. It was really just taking that leap and doing it myself. So I was definitely a little scary at first. I told of my friends, I kind of felt like an astronaut, just like floating in space. But once I got a little bit of traction and focused on what I knew how to do and continued that way, it really took off.
0: Yeah, that first leap can be really scary and you feel lonely. At times as an entrepreneur, you can't necessarily talk to the people who maybe work for you. Family's not always easy to go to. That's why I'm so glad we have the She Built It community and women to go to within the community. Absolutely.
1: When I first started it, I had a few friends that introduced me to She Built It and it meant the world to me because my husband could only listen to me talk about my (laughs) worries so
0: often. (laughs) Right. So nice to be around like-minded women. Exactly. With the recent shift in technology today, what advice or tips can you give us about hiring the right people? I know there's a big shift and companies are changing and people are changing in and out of jobs at times. What tips can you give us? My biggest
1: tip like you said, especially in the tech field, people are switching every two or three years, they want to work with new technologies, they don't want to seem stagnant. Almost instead of having that longevity, people are really looking for more of that experience. So biggest tip I have is really finding that balance between making the perfect hire and making the hire that fits your business needs today. If you wait too long to find that perfect fit, you're really missing out on a lot of business opportunity that, that you could have just taken your own leap and trust someone. Someone can actually do the job. Let's say down the road, they're not exactly the right fit. Pivoting from there, maybe finding a new place for them or finding the right person. The other option would always be finding contractors that can fill that role instead of full-time hires, especially right now with the gig economy, people want to work from home. I think you can really find great talent out there that is not necessarily full-time, that's Mm -hmm. more of a contractor.
0: Yes. I have someone who works for me and she's amazing and she's not full-time for me, but she's incredible at what she does and super fast and efficient and really pleasant to work with. The wonderful thing about what you do is it's a win-win for everyone. If someone's hired, the business is usually happy that they have taken on someone. And then it seems the employee would be happy, too, because they finally found their role and their job.
1: Yep, it is absolutely the best job. That was one of the things that really made me fall in love with recruiting after I placed my first candidate and it was fresh out of college. And he just he would call me every few months and just say, Thank you so much. Like oh, I love working nice. here. Yeah, it's a great feeling. Yeah. And then you, you know, you can kind of see long-term how people go in their career. A lot of times my clients become my candidates, my candidates become my clients. Mm-hmm. It's just this good relationship building experience.
0: And like you said, with tech, I could see how someone might want to jump into a company for a couple of years, learn what they need to learn, and then maybe jump somewhere else to continue that skill or to continue learning new skill sets and new technologies.
1: A lot of my... Candidates that I place do find a a good spot they want to spend, you know, five plus years, or at least I hope they do. But sometimes they will come out of that role and say, Hey, I am looking again, whether a company changes or, you know, culture shift, whatever it is. I do have people come back and tell me they're ready for that next step.
0: If you're someone that's looking for a job, can you give us tips on what they might be able to do to be noticed when they're interviewing?
1: Yes. If you are a candidate looking to be noticed, follow up as much as you can. Try and find that either the HR person or the hiring manager on LinkedIn. Find a phone number, call them, send them a more personalized email. If you think that putting your resume or just applying with your resume is going to get you in the door, unfortunately, these days it is not going to happen. Networking is number one. If you know someone that knows someone that works at a company that can get your name in front of the hiring manager, it makes all the difference Mm -hmm. because people are just being bombarded with resumes. I mean, right now when people can apply with one click on Indeed or LinkedIn, people are just clicking apply and they have no idea what the job entails, or aren't really a great fit for it. Mm -hmm. So it's just sifting through those resumes can be very time consuming for hiring managers. So use your network or build a network as much as you can.
0: I would assume calling or sending a note or just that's the extra mile. And that's probably what's going to get you noticed.
1: Absolutely. And you would be surprised how few people do that.
0: Have there been shifts that you've seen that your clients have made where they've been able to increase revenue through technology?
1: Yes, everyone that I've seen that's been able to increase revenue has become more data focused. Mm-hmm. They've really capitalized on the fact that you can take in so much data about your customers. Now you see a lot more people who are either data scientists or data analysts, and that's been a really big job market that I've seen come out. I would say, a quarter of the roles that I filled in the last year have something to do with data. So if you're not already using data to drive revenue, figure it out,
0: hire the right people. And it can be overwhelming because it seems like, I mean, I'm on so many different apps and platforms, which she built it. It seems like all the apps and platforms are now trying to provide data. So mm-hmm. it can be a little bit overwhelming as far as, okay, where am I tracking this data? And then when I have the data, from that particular platform, what am I going to do with it? Because it seems like every platform you're on now has such great analytics.
1: Absolutely. It is definitely a skill set into itself. There are people that are really talented at using it and figuring out, I mean, real estate, e-commerce, whatever it is. I've seen clients really use it to benefit.
0: You are busy caring for your family and running a business. What management tips can you give us for staying organized?
1: I would say one thing I always do try to do is segment my day for a certain task because otherwise it does become extremely overwhelming if you're constantly trying to multitask. Mm -hmm. So whether that be, okay, from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., I'm going to do more personal, family-oriented things, and then 9 to 12, be more business-focused. However you split that up, hour by hour, or obviously just prioritizing. If you see something that is important, put it at the top <laughs> so that way you, you can check that box and you know obviously if it's a client and that's going to affect your revenue or if you want to prioritize family whatever that is just make sure you you let the little stuff go if you have to at the end of the day
0: especially today it's so easy to get distracted because you have two kids i have twins with school at home or not sending them to child care as much or not having childcare. I mean, it's been a real struggle and I find myself prioritizing constantly. I'm very rarely alone. And I, at this point, <laughs> only have about 45 minutes to really focus on something before their Zoom call-ins for school. I applaud you for being a mom and running a business. I mean, I know how challenging it can be, but that's really good advice to make dedicated time throughout our day and get to give that time 100% either family or in our business?
1: That's my advice. I try to follow that advice myself. It's <laughs> not,
0: not always perfect. <laughs> it is not always perfect at all. <laughs> and I think a lot of that has to do with the kids because things pop up with them that at times are out of our control.
1: Absolutely. We just started getting into a routine and a flow and then it gets thrown off. Whether someone's sick and you can't can't go to daycare or whatever it is, it's just a constant challenge. But I I love it. I I can't imagine not working. It's something that definitely keeps me sane. Right.
0: When it's important to you and it's within you and it makes you feel good, right? And you probably feel like you could be a better mom at the end of the day because you're able to love your kids and then also do something else that you love. Absolutely. We are all shifting and pivoting at such a rapid speed, like we just mentioned. I love how you can learn from others about how they've overcome obstacles. Can you share a business challenge with us and what you did to overcome it?
1: Yes, I would say that sales was one of the biggest challenges I have. Bringing on new clients, That is always been something that I wouldn't necessarily call myself a salesperson. So that is one thing I struggle with. And right now, people are just being bombarded in emails, LinkedIn, everywhere you would go to try and get a new client, there's just so much Coming in, that people really aren't responding at all to those emails or even phone calls. So, what I was able to do, and this is pre COVID times, I created an in person networking event, kept it very small and very focused on technology mostly technology managers that I invited to come network amongst themselves. But that was also my core client group. So I was able to create something that they found value in. Mm -hmm. And then they were also able to grow that network, invite more people. And then I was able to get new business from this networking event that I created. That was a big obstacle for me. And that is really how I overcame it.
0: That's really smart. That's a really good thing to be able to offer them. Yeah, I love the live events because I love the in-person connection. And now we're shifting everything to virtual, which I also love the virtual aspect. You know, you can connect with people all over the world, but it might be an option to continue to drive sales. So it would might be fun for you to, to try to have a virtual event.
1: That's great advice. Yeah. And one thing I've seen people do are these virtual wine tastings Mm
0: -hmm. because that was a
1: big part of the networking event.
0: We actually launched a monthly series called A Little Fun, Beauty and Business. And the fun part is either a cocktail mocktail or a wine. We talk to company owners. I ask a few questions about how their company has shifted during this time, how they grow revenue, how they stay innovative. It is definitely fun to add the wine element. Or the cocktail mocktail, mocktail for those who don't drink. Perfect.
1: I will be signing up for the next one for sure. Love
0: for you to come. (laughs) We'd love to know your favorite apps as it relates to your career. What apps have you used or technology platforms have you used that you love and kind of can't imagine running your business without?
1: There is one that stands out far above the rest and it is Calendly. It syncs up to your calendar and people can click a link and they're able to set an appointment on your calendar. Both of you get an invite. It's so seamless and it takes that for emails back and forth out of the question. You just send the link, they set it up, you can reschedule easily. It's just been a huge game changer for me because we set up so many interviews and talking to people constantly. So just having it where I don't have to go and look at my calendar to figure out what times work it's amazing.
0: I'm really glad you mentioned that because no one in other interviews has mentioned it and I use it. And it's a really, <laughs> really great tool because you are right. It takes away that back and forth of, okay, what time are you available? Okay, well, I'm available then. And you know, you've know, you wasted precious time with the three Absolutely. or four emails back and forth. So that's a really, really good suggestion. Are there any other ones as they relate to recruiting that you use?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's one that I really like called BombBomb. And it is a video tool. So you can send personalized videos, you get an email and in that email is a little video clip that I record and send out to the CanBit. So one thing on the other flip side of trying to get clients is trying to get candidates to respond. I mean, right now, especially in tech, there are a lot of jobs out there. These software engineers get a million emails a day with new job opportunities. So if you can kind of put a face to a name and smile and hold up a sign that says their name, and they click on it. They're like, Oh, what is this? Then they look at it. That really gets a lot more response than just a standard email. So that's called Bomb Bomb, B O M B, B O M B. And that's been a great tool for me as well.
0: And you're right. I'm sure that making it more personalized or doing anything you can to stand out is probably always helpful. What about if someone's looking for a job? Are there any platforms that you know of that you would recommend?
1: Indeed. Is a huge one. That's just a job aggregator where all the jobs from anyone's website, if they have a careers page, are going to get aggregated into one place. One thing I always like to point out to people when they're looking for new jobs is don't just focus on LinkedIn because LinkedIn, you have to pay for jobs most of the time. Mm -hmm. So you're only seeing the jobs that people are paying the extra money to have sponsored and put up there. Whereas Indeed, Glassdoor, those are going to have a little bit more of a a wider variety of jobs because those aren't the ones that people always have to pay for.
0: Since we're all dreaming of travel right now, and I know I'm talking to you in beautiful Tahoe, (laughs) um, can you tell us a favorite trip that you went on? What's a favorite place that you visited and why? I
1: always love Mexico. Mexico will always have a special place in my heart. That's where I used to go to the beach from Arizona. And my favorite trip I've ever taken there, we sailed for a week around Baja, and wow. it was just absolutely stunning. And, you know, the wildlife that you see and getting to dive with. Seals and it was just incredible. I cannot wait to go back to Mexico.
0: (laughs) Any places in general, any hotels or restaurants that, that are a favorite?
1: Well, near there was Cabo Surf Hotel, which is kind of a secret. So I almost, hopefully,
0: <laughs> I <cannot laughs> no join people to start going there. <laughs> yeah, no one go. It's
1: terrible. Uh, but it's a great family resort. It's not very large. It's got a little private beach there. It's got great surf. So my husband's always happy. It's got a great restaurant. But I would say that is probably one of my favorite hotels down in Cabo. And then before we used to drive down to Baja from LA and go to Las Gaviotas. It's Mm a really cool little community there. Once you're in the gates, you just feel like you're on vacation.
0: Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one tip that you can leave with us today about how you find and live your joy?
1: Treating everyone with kindness because you really never know... A, what people are going through and and B, it's such a small world. And that's one thing I've seen time and time again. Someone will interview with me and maybe be a little bit on the rude side and maybe they don't need a job or they don't care about this job and they you know, just really shut me down quickly. And then a month later, turns out that someone's calling me because they're like, oh, hey, do you know this person? And you always want to leave people with a good feeling. You just never know when that's going to come back around and you want at the end of the day... To feel good about what you did and what you said and what you put out there. So, um, such that's good a, advice. I think that that has actually benefited my business of just, you know, always treating people with respect, always following up. That would be another piece of advice. If you're looking to fill a position and you're talking to a bunch of candidates, give people the respect and give them a call to let them know maybe they're not the right fit for the
0: job. Right. The interaction is even people who do work for me, the interaction is so important. People make mistakes. We're all human beings, right? But we can respond with a positive attitude as much as we can. Because we make mistakes ourselves. (laughs) You know, when something happens, I try to think, you know what, I'm probably the only one that cares the most about this, whatever happened. Let's just try to fix it and responding with a positive attitude. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that I actually look for in hiring is innovation, someone that's going to help me stay innovative and push me a little bit, someone that I'm not pulling and also a positive attitude and really good response time.
1: Yes, that is great advice. I think the responsiveness is big
0: and really important.
1: I like that finding someone that'll push you.
0: Yeah. Whenever I'm talking to someone about hiring them, I say, you know, I'm looking for someone that's going to push me that I'm not necessarily pulling along. That's going to help me stay innovative and help She Built It stay innovative. And I think saying that really sets the tone for everything going forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And encourages them to push you. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I want to know what's new because busy doing a million other things and Mm -hmm. someone might like the apps and the platforms that you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Natasha, you've had an impressive career. You're building a wonderful business and you've really helped people find jobs and founders to find good people. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Melanie. It was great being on and so nice chatting with you. I've definitely missed the She Built It in-person events. This made me feel a little bit closer to those. Good.
0: Can you please tell us how we can find you how we can connect with you absolutely
1: so my website is hirepeopletree.com h i r e people tree.com and my email address is n myers and for natasha and then myers m y e r s at hirepeopletree.com you can also connect with me on linkedin but i would say email is by far in a way the the best way to get a hold of me
0: Thank you so much for joining us, Natasha. And until next time, keep building your business, making the daily and quantum leaps and let nothing stop you from living your dreams. If you are new to She Built It, we'd love for you to join us. We offer community memberships, masterminds, innovative virtual events, and meaningful connections to entrepreneurs and corporate leaders. Please also check out our She Built It shop curated products from women-owned businesses who put their heart and soul into their beautiful and innovative products. We offer She Built It Business Consulting and the She Built It blog. Thank you to everyone around the world who joined today. Thank you to my editor, Rich Streffolino. Please download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, together, let's let nothing stop us from experiencing the life that we crave.